You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Context. It had rained for three and a half years. And it's when the Lord set the story up. Three and a half years. 
You can't live without rain. There is no life without rain. We don't have a life rain, but we need rain. Over oh, right here, I really don't like it, but this is that strip. Three and a half years. And a lot of them say that. He says, hey, you need to go eat, go drink, go chill out, calm yourself down, be at peace. God's about to bring a flood. He's about to do what he does. He's about to build. He's about to provide. In the Old Testament, uh, they call God Jehovah Jireh, which means God, not provider. He said, he's about to do what he does. You need to go chill out and do what you do and let him be God. Three and a half years now, try telling somebody in a desperate situation that not get cussed out. But Elijah has that much faith. He says, hey, go chill, go relax. God's about to move. But Elijah, watch this. Elijah does not go eat, drink, and celebrate. He does not go spend money he doesn't have because he's claiming it's coming. He does not stop going to the doctor and getting his checkups and taking care of himself and investing in himself. He does not stop working the callings and crafts and gifts that God gave him. He does not stop working to be the best team because he just says, we're going to win because of Jesus. No, it says he climbed to the top. I love the Bible. He climbed to the top. Of Mount Cole. So that we say he went to the top. All the way to the top. Tell somebody say you gotta go to the top. He went to the top of Mount Cole. No halfway, no half stepping, no half pointed, not half in and half out, not unstable and flaky. He went to the top. He spoke faith to Ahab. He did not panic when, when he was going broke. He said, it's faith when we got to go broke and we got to lose everything. No, he spoke faith to Ahab, but he knew I'm going to the top to see the presence of God. He did not sit at the top of the mountain. This is unusual. You got to really know context. This is unusual for a prophet like Elijah. He did not sit. He did not kneel. He did not stand. He did not face around the mountain like I did this stage because I know my face slow down. The Bible says he bowed low to the ground. He prostrated himself. Every time I say prostrate, it's everything I can do not to say prostrate because I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Tell me why he's just out saying He laid out. The Bible says his head between his knees. So he did not care about American church culture etiquette and procedure. He did not care about formalities. He, he was all in, head down, laid out. He didn't care about church appropriateness. This man was speaking faith to the king that was predicting, but he was at the top of the mountain because he knew we got to have some rain if we're going to live. It was me and him and God. Him and God, not him, not me against the world, not me against my employer, not me against the other team, not me against the corporate rival, not me against my spouse, not me against my co-worker for the promotion. Elijah spoke faith, he climbed to the top of the mountain. Me and God, just like the woman with the alabaster jar of perfume, who busted in this big political party that these big wigs threw to impress Jesus with their resources. And, and we don't even know the history, it's rumored that this woman may have been there Magdalene or some type of prostitute. But we don't know. All we know is they didn't like it that she was there. She didn't care that they were there. All she cared is Jesus was. So it's that type of 
She's watching important literally watching Jesus speak with her tears. See, Elijah's got this mindset which is faith. I've been preaching on faith a lot this year, and I'm say I'm probably going to preach on a lot more because there's a lot more depth we need today. It's me and God. Now, now, I want to watch it until you cross the line and teach you on faith. Elijah spoke faith, but he did not deny reality. Okay, there's a lot of teachings over the years, and I've gone into them at times, and I've had to unteach myself. Faith is not denial. That's actually laziness and neglect. It's irresponsible. Faith is not faith. Faith is when you can acknowledge your feelings and what you're facing, but not be ruled by fear. Faith, I'm going to say it again for all my people that either you're not hearing me or you're ABD out still thinking about what you've dealt with coming in here and got to deal with going out. Faith is when you can acknowledge your feelings and what you're facing and not be ruled by people. Elijah spoke faith to Ahab. It's about to rain. It makes it impossible. It's been three and a half years. I'm telling you, God is going to do it. But this children are climbing to the top of a mountain. We like to park at the front of the parking lot. We don't even like the back of the parking lot in America. Next man climbs the top of the mountain, lays out, and just takes the presence of God and worships and says, God, i got to rely on you. What is that? You want to hear faith? This is where we miss it too. Elijah, just a few hours earlier, put on the biggest display. He had the probably the biggest moment in his entire ministry. He put on a fireworks display, a heavenly one. Biggest ones of this day. He called fire down from heaven. He smeared the uh, prophets of Baal and the glory of God. Big moment, right? See, when we start reading in God's talk, I'm talking to myself. When this church starts growing, it's easy for me to lose my sense and for you and your women and the income is coming in and the fruit is showing and God is moving. It's easy for you to lose your sense of reliance and dependence on Jesus. But Elijah comes from his biggest moment. He doesn't go down the mountain, he goes up. He goes to the altar. He goes to his knees. He doesn't rely on his own self and the lessons he learned and his bitterness and anxiety and all the things that you got to prove. He went up the mountain to the top. But the faith is when you can be honest with where you are. I'm here. This is where I am, but this is not where I'm safe. This is about us. It's where I am. See, you can be honest with your faith. John the Baptist was honest with his faith. We preach on John the Baptist all the time about faith. How much decrease so that he can increase. John the Baptist sent his disciples to Jesus because he started doubting. He asked them, this is Jesus, it's his first cousin too. The only reason he didn't face Jesus face to face is he's in prison. And he tells them, are you the one? John wants to know, are you the one? Like I said, some of my church people to teach. Some of you guys, they, they you go to get sent to ask Jesus, hey, uh, John ain't really believing in you anymore. Are you the one or should he look for somebody else? Should he find something else to look for? John was honest with what he was. He acknowledged it, sir. He didn't say that. But he was honest with where he was because prison was really messing up his perspective. Carried the rain. Ten times because I'm going to mess up for years to come because I've known for 20 years. Five different, five, Terry, didn't. Terry, the rain, Terry, the 
to stop coming to church and seeking the presence of God until I've seen you move, God. I'm not going to quit, but I'm not going to stop coming either. I'm not leaving this mountain. He's going to go give me a report, sir. It's sort of assistant, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to stop until I sense that God's moving. So until I get a report that some clouds are coming, I will not leave this mountain. I will not stop doing what you told me to do. I will not stop raising these kids, even if my child stops raising these kids. I will not stop being faithful to the resources you've given me. I'm going to take you over. Seven times. I'm going to try not to get choked up. Two weeks ago, uh, Brandy has been in the church about, uh, I guess about a year now or so, and she has to work. She's a mom of God's work. I come in, it's almost time for church to start right now. A lady, though, is on the I'm in, I put your name, I'm sorry, I've known her whole life. I got to read the name, and I still miss it. You know, back row, five or four coming and going, but hey, mama, the mama here, this girl's in high school now. You know, I'm sharing with today. She showed up to church by herself on the back row. You grown folks can't even do that because you're anxiety sometimes. She shows up, and I try to hype it up to her. I don't want to lose it for her, and I have to hype it back to show her something. And I literally said, girl, I'm proud of you, God, I'm proud I wish I could tell you how many years I showed up, so I was back there a Everything I preached to you not to do, I was the first one out, but I showed up. And God showed up eventually, too, because you got to have that mindset that I ain't leaving this now until you do something about it. You keep showing up. I can't see you because not this life, but you keep showing up. You keep showing up. So, hey, you keep single mama, single daddy, you keep being faithful even though you don't have it. Do not leave this mountain such stubborn persistence. Stubborn persistence. Stubborn persistence. You keep being faithful as the backup, even though you should probably be starting. But there is something from politics in that is keeping you out of the game. You be faithful as the backup because when God opens doors, He opens them. They can't be closed, but you stay on that mountain. Don't you dare leave that mountain. You keep, you started the new supervisor, even though the job was supposed to be yours. You be faithful at the job that didn't treat you fairly and compensate you right. You be faithful. Because there will come a time that you will see a clock rising from the horizon. And Elijah said, I'm not leaving this month. I'm not leaving this month. God, I'm going to take you and put you to the test until you come through because you have known how God is in trying. Seven times. Let your friends and the people that are born where you're going, let them call you crazy. Let them call you unrealistic. Let them call you radical. They call Noah that too. Seventy years the man built a boat. A boat! Seventy years and I said, man, it's crazy. What's going on? They call him crazy. They 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 are they call they probably call Peter with some time. These others were scared they were going to die inside the boat because of the storm. They were going to die inside the boat and let alone this, this voice that they don't see Jesus, but they get their ears and it sounds like Jesus, but I don't want to see the storm. I ain't even going to survive in the boat. They thought he was suicidal when he stepped out. He's still going to die. But we 
please don't talk about it 2,000 years later. Because they say, I'm not doubting who stepped out when it's time to move. They call, I'm sure they call dating was tribal, indigenous, all that stuff. And he probably was. Because we see the work of God throughout David's ministry and kingship and his mistakes. Because he wasn't scared to hold back like what he had hold back like we did. They thought he wasn't showing up. I'll fight the giant. I'll fight him. But when his plans and faith played out, so did the plans of God. Let them call you crazy. Let them say you're judgmental because you refuse to go to the club like it was them on the weekends and, and live on the square. Uh, and you were you 50 years old, you were not 25, and it's time for you to take more. Say, overflow oh, here, God. Do not leave that mountain. Uh, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I mean, in a time of terrible stress at ministry, I remember sitting down with a pastor, and I told him, I swear to said, man, I'm crazy. Some places for Charlotte Catholics. You know, it's so different. It just, we don't even know how, we don't even have a barometer for what it looks like for us to grow in our purpose. It is different. What well, Jesus is the same, but what, who we're trying to reach and the things we're trying to do and not do is different. And I thought to myself, it's just crazy. I don't even know why I try. I said, you know, I thought to myself, I said, you know what it's cost me? It's cost me family, mentally, emotionally, financially. Oh my gosh, you know what it's, I, I, I just feel like I'm crazy. He told me this, I'll never forget it. I'm going to preach it and encourage you today. He said this. He said, if you want to go crazy, you can call. Because it's crazy sometimes to step out of the boat, to build a heart, and to keep doing it when they tell you for seven years you're crazy. Elijah told his son that you keep going to check. We stay here until God does something. Tell somebody to say, stubborn, persistent. And here's the thing about it. You can't live without water. What Elijah is really praying and seeking God for isn't personal gain and ambition. It isn't to grow a business and to grow finances and to find a wife. You can't live without water. There is no life without water. It just everything dries up and so do you. What is that in your life? What is that in your life that you need to call out and you need to start speaking to right now? What is the thing that you need God to fill? Because rain in this story is life. It's not storms, it's life. What do you need God to fill? What do you need Him to fill? What have you not gone to Him to fill? What do you need Him to rain on in your life? What is it? What do you need a breakthrough from and you need to break through? Because there's some things that only God can close the gaps. Then there's some things that you need to be quit being so resistant to change. You need to quit being stuck in your ways. You need to quit being so shallow in your thinking and selfish and inward in the way you live your life. What is the stuff in, where's the places that you need God to reign Because water here represents the resource for life. That's why Jesus said, it's so we're going to come and drink of the water of life. The woman at the well says, Hey, the water I get, you'll never thirst again. Water, life. What is it in your life? What is it in your life? He sends his servant, he says, Go seven times. The seventh time. Okay, y'all gotta see the extreme in the story. The seventh time, this joker comes back. There is probably a good chance. This jumper was tired of going out. He was tired of it. There's a good chance he may not have been lying. 
And I literally, my loans are right now in the process of being discharged. I'm going to be forgiven of almost $100,000. So, I thought I was going to be safe on my whole life. I did. I did. I got to the place in my late 20s and I was, I was at peace with it. I thought I'd never find somebody. I'm telling you, I could tell you Valentine's Day stories that would make you roll over laughing, ain't got time to do it, that would make you probably tear up and say, I never even had a girlfriend. I mean, it was always everybody loved me. They didn't take me seriously and want to date me. I was like, all right, I'm going to send that friend zone that just friend. I was watching it and I laughed. He just had it with one girl. I had it with every one of them. From the time I was remembered. And I just thought, you know, they had it to suddenly. To suddenly. I was 20. To suddenly. I'm just doing ministry. Y'all. I'm just preaching through my 20s. Isn't that amazing? When I tell you young people to wait and to be patient, I see a lot of my friends with a lot of broken hearts because they rush too quickly. I just preached. I was doing marriage counseling when I was in my early 20s, and I left when I was years from being married. And, and I just did it. And just suddenly, I had no idea that Angie and I would connect doing ministry and loving Jesus together. It may not happen quickly, but when it does, it will be suddenly. God spoke to me years ago and he said, you're going to plant a church. He did. One of those moments that gets vivid, the voice of God. Vivid in my heart. There was one problem. I was an associate pastor in the church. They didn't have intentions. But they made a lot more money than we made today. How you going to shut down when you got bank accounts? It's raining. And I remember God, that scares me. Because I thought I was going to be the next lead pastor there one day. Me. I would never leave a church, cripple the church, or kill a church, or start a church. That's not who I am. Yeah, I'd some real reasons if I'm good the church. For the next three years, it would be absolute hell. Two of those would be the first year of my marriage. It was hell. But you know what? That church I never thought would shut down. Some things came to the surface and it shut its doors. So, There are some things in your life that may not happen quickly. But when momentum, momentum will build as you see these presidents. Things will come together. Things will line up. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, when the presence of the Spirit of God comes from the New Testament church, it says it, they, were, they were seeking God together in a room. That's why I encourage being in a room consistently. People are not like it. If we get pushed, you need to be here. Sorry. They were in a room with people completely vulnerable and open. And the Bible says this in Acts 2. I wrote it down. It says, A sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing windstorm. Telling you the Bible's all connected. It says, it, it, Like a mighty rushing windstorm filled the house they were in. And here's the thing the power and presence of God will fill your house, your life, your weaknesses. Your deficits, your disabilities, it will fill it the same way. It may not happen quickly. They were worshiping for 10 days. We can't even worship for an hour without being ready for lunch. 10 days, but it will be up and when it'll fill your marriage, it'll fill your life, it'll, fill, it'll cover your past, your shame, the year to which you have back, but you have to, you got to call it out. You got to stay on the mountain. Tell somebody to say, call it out right now. Call it out. And the servant comes back. He says, I see a cloud. It's real small. 
Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.